By the end of this podcast, you're going to find out whether the Haaland versus Mbappe debate is in jeopardy, and if United's preseason form is a warning to the rest of the league and a sign of things to come. Welcome to the Knobcast, a podcast giving City and United fans their weekly fix of football analysis and debate with a focus on banter rather than bias. Today, we are going to be discussing Haaland versus Mbappe. Is the debate already dead? Answering viewer questions on the Saudi Arabia situation and also discussing Manchester United's preseason game against Arsenal. Gaskin, mate, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, quite a good mood today. How are you? Are you in a good mood? Because, you know, yeah, we, yeah. I, I've, I've got the impression when we come to the United section, there's going to be a bit yeah. of a rant going on. There, there will be. There will be. I mean, it puts me in a good mood because at the end of the day, United won. So, and it doesn't bother me. It's just quite, I find it quite amusing as well. So, I think it is quite enjoyable when Arsenal lose more than anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. We, we can both agree on that. <laughs> but let's start, shall we, Gasky, with the Manchester City section. Specifically on one of City's players, Erling Haaland, in the context of what's happening with Mbappe. Now, I'm sure everyone is aware of what's happening, but just in case you aren't, we'll just give a very brief overview. Essentially, Mbappe has one year left on his PSG contract. And if the reports are to be believed, he has got no intention of signing an extension. So will therefore be be able to leave on a free next year. PSG obviously invested a lot of money into Mbappe, don't want to lose him on a free, so they are desperate to try to get him out of the club and sell him. Um, we all know that Mbappe allegedly wants to go to Real Madrid. Real Madrid wants him. And then out of nowhere, sort of like the last couple of days, like a, a Saudi Arabian club has uh, come out and said that they're going to pay an extortionate amount of money, potentially for Mbappe to only have one season at PS, uh, at uh, in Saudi Arabia away from PSG and then go to Real Madrid on a free. So that's the current state of play, uh, uh, Gasky. And yeah, first of all, I mean, before we even sort of like talk about the context of it within like the, the Holland debate, how would you sort of see, uh, do you think it's going to happen actually? I'm interested to know whether you think that would happen. Um, I mean, I wouldn't surprise me because PSG looked to have accepted this 250 million or however much it is bid. And from Mbappe's point of view, it's going to be you sit on the bench for a year, you don't, or you don't even get in matchday squads for PSG. You go on free, or you go, you go for a year to Saudi Arabia and then go to Real Madrid on a free. You know, go and earn, pretty much earn your retirement money in a season. So it's a situation where really he should leave. He should go because his end goal is going to be Real Madrid, which he always said it is, but. Clearly, you know, the situation at PSG is not good for him. And who can afford him? Really? No one. You know, to be able to cover financial fair play in Europe, you can't. So going there is his only solution, really. Mm. I tell you what, he probably shouldn't have done. He probably shouldn't have signed that ridiculous two-year extension that he did. Was it uh, last year or the year before? Yeah, exactly. And then it, it, it looks at the, it's similar to the Kane situation, though. Like, Harry Kane, brilliant for Tottenham. But keep signing new deals because they're offering you very nice contracts. Puts you in a situation like Mbappe's in and Kane's in that you're going to free next year. They don't want you to go for a free. So they're trying to entice you to stay inside another contract when you're in this predicament now where no one can afford you. You know, it's very difficult. Obviously, it's a bit different for Kane because, you know, that it's the owners wanting ridiculous amounts of money for him for someone with one year left and he's above the age of 30. Mbappe, you still got another 10 to 15 years out of him. You know, you've got a lot of time out of him. So 
him having a year in Saudi Arabia is not going to affect, I don't think it's going to affect his career too heavily. I mean, from a, from a, from a personal outlook, it looks very negative and his like mentality type of thing. It's awful. Like, you know, you're the next best thing and you're going to Saudi Arabia where it's, yeah. it's people's a retirement home. Yes, exactly. You're doing that already. And that's what I want to talk about now. That, that's yeah. like the, the, the main point of this conversation is that in the context of Holland, because rightly or wrongly, whatever, mess, uh, Holland and Mbappe being touted by you know, mainly the media, to be honest, as the next Messi-Ronaldo debate. Whether you think that's right or wrong, it's irrelevant. That is the state of play. That's sort of like what the online you know, football fan conversation now is, you know, it's like, is it Messi or, or Hall? Sorry, is it Mbappe, Hall? And, you know, as I say, we see them as the next generation as Messi and Ronaldo are leaving, Hall and Mbappe are coming in. So obviously every single little detail is going to be scrutinized if if that's the case, even though it's not a perfect comparison because, you know, they haven't even played in the same league, um, but, it, but it's whatever. Now, this is where I struggle with I'm not an Mbappe hater. I, I want to make that known. I'm not an Mbappe hater. I, I'm, I, I'm the same. You know, the, in terms of his, on the pitch, he, he is, is world-class. One of the best. Exactly. The, he is he's top, he's, he is top two, I think, top three in the world. Easily yeah, he's, on the pitch. He's def, de- definitely in that conversation. Absolutely. Unbelievable talent. Unbelievable player. Oh my gosh, it's all kicking off in the background there. I had a round. That was a loud car, wasn't it? I apologise. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, he, unbelievable player, w- world-class, clearly. That's not in dispute. We are not, I'm not an Mbappe hater. But what I don't like, and we spoke about this in the World Cup, is this sort of, in my opinion, opinion this forced narrative and idea, I think probably enforced by the fact that he, people see him as like the next Messi, whatever sort of thing. People try to push him into that conversation already. You know, people say, oh, you know, he's already better than like, you know, R9 Ronaldo, for example. You know, he's in the Messi Ronaldo chat. He definitely will be that sort of thing. So that's where that, that that's where I sort of like push back on that. So I just want to like have like a bit of a reality check there because let's have that reality check right now. We're comparing Mbappe in pretty esteemed company to... Messi, Cristiano yep. Ronaldo, R9 Ronaldo, and even uh, Haaland, because that's, Haaland obviously hasn't reached those heights yet and might never, but you know what I mean? Those are the comparisons yeah. we're making. Yeah. Now, Mbappe is not going to win the Ballon d'Or in Saudi Arabia, no matter what he does. He's not, if he scores a thousand right. goals, it, it's irrelevant. He's not going to win the Ballon d'Or. It's just not. He's also obviously not going to win the Champions League if he goes to Saudi Arabia, because guess what? They aren't in the Champions League. So, by, by the end, so let's assume he goes to Saudi Arabia next year, Gasky. He will be 26 years old by the end of his uh, Saudi Arabia co- uh, contract. Yeah. Wait, and Bobby's 25. He's 24. He'll be 25 been, this he's December. He's been around a long time, hasn't he? Oh, I know. Like, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry to change the but I no, no, you're completely right. forgot how old he actually is now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he burst onto the scene when he was like 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He's been, he's been many years. Yeah. yeah. Or was, he even, was he 17 in he Monaco? Might be, he might have been younger than that. Yeah, he was, was, was he 18? He was 19 in the World Cup in 2018, I think. Yeah, I think he, went, he moved to, he was 19 when he moved to PSG. Yeah. I so, think. Yeah. Right. yeah. So he's currently 24. He will be yeah. 25 this December. So that means that, you know, at, at the end of his, uh, Saudi- well, he'll, be, he'll be he'll be twenty he'll be twenty five or twenty five and a half. But yeah, I know what you mean like he's 
is it that that's where a lot of people see it as your peak. That's where you're about to hit the the big time. You play for the club you want to play for, and you you're getting the record. That's when Messi and Ronaldo started getting their records. I was going to say this. You know? This is when you need to book. Really, these these are your prime. You haven't entered your peak yet. You're in your prime years. This is when you need to be take, knuckling down and taking it seriously. By the age of 26, R9 Ronaldo had won two Ballon d'Ors. Cristiano Ronaldo and a, and a World Cup as well. Cristiano Ronaldo had won a Ballon d'Or. I think Messi had won three or four Ballon d'Ors, and yeah. and uh, I think Messi had that when when Messi was twenty four, he had that unbelievable season in twenty twelve. You know, he scored like ninety plus goals in a calendar like, year, like, like, yeah. Goals, yeah, and like yeah. won the sex top or won you know all those you know Ronaldo Messi like won Champions League titles, um, exactly, etc. So the, the, if you want to again, you can say oh, but you know. It's it's really unfair to like compare him to that level of player. Well, that's what that that that's what we've been yeah, told he's off. going we're to going be. Off. Yeah, we're going off the fans, the social media fans. That this is the argument they've got. You know, they say Mbappe's numbers compared to Messi's numbers when he was his age. Yeah, the better. But look where he is. Messi was happy at Barcelona, and he was doing everything at Barcelona through all the different managers. Mbappe is trying to run PSG. You know, at that age. Rather than just be a settled player, that, that pretty much what Holland's doing. That's it. He's just settled. Just wants to get on with his game. He knows how good he is. Mbappe just doesn't can't make his mind up. Yeah. So he's literally, in my opinion, that this is demonstrative of a weak mentality. In my opinion, and this is where we're going to bring it back around to Holland in a second because this guy. I, I don't care if you think this is like disrespectful and you love league uh, or whatever. If you are playing for PSG. It's it's really not that much of an achievement to win League A because you are so much more financially strong. You have your players are so much better than everyone to be, else. To be fair, the prime example was last season. PSG were dog crap last season. They were. They, they, were yeah. they, they won it by nine points or something. Mm. They were rubbish. They were losing games left and right. I don't want. I'm not going to act like I watched League A and I don't. But I see num- I see games on on when well, I look at Sky Sports scores and things. And you see games and go, oh, they lost against, they lost this week again, they lost that week again. And, you know, Marseille is still far behind, Lille is still far behind. So yeah, they, can, well, they can afford to be rubbish. Yeah, well, actually, last season, they only won by one point. Oh, it was actually one point? Yeah, yeah okay. But, but, but they, how many did they lose? Uh, seven games. They lost seven games. Yeah. And, 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 the, yeah. and, the, and then, there was a, then there was a season where uh, Lille beat them. As yeah. well. well, last not last season, season before, wasn't it? Yeah, last season before something that, yeah. like that. Yeah, so yeah, so I, I, I don't care. I don't. I don't really care what PSG win domestically. So my, my my point is that including the Saudi Arabian year, if it happens, that seven years where he's basically been hiding seven years of a, with a World Cup, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, what he's done at national level, look, he'll always succeed at international level yeah. because France are a very good team. Obviously, like yeah. that's not in dispute. But at club level, which is which is what we're talking about here, um, I don't really care. Wait, I, I care. We did at Monaco. I thought that was very impressive. Where they won the league uh, title, in fairness. Yeah. But that honestly, he should he shouldn't have gone to PSG. I don't think that was the year where he could have gone to another big club in a more relevant league. But he's yeah. chosen, and again, he had that decision a couple of years ago. But he signs an extension, and now he's going to Saudi Arabia for a year just to piss away yeah. a, a year of his life yeah, exactly. and then you put that into comparison of Holland who hit the ground running in in the what's it called who did he play for which of a team he played for uh, Salzburg um, Salzburg yeah and then he got right I'm going to make that move to Dortmund now which is a step up mm. hit the ground running there and it's like right there's, there's only one step to go now which is the big a big team and that's what he's done and he's won the treble already so he's already hit the top 
So really, yes. after City, are you going for not City's winning the trophies? The only level after that is is literally like a huge club, you, which is going to be like Real Madrid's only his next step. Really, there's not many other teams you can go to. Mm. So he's already there, and Mbappe seems to be going the other way. Yeah, so. th- these these are the times where you need to be making that big move, that big jump. Yeah. That's that, as you say, that's exactly what Holland did. He smash at Salzburg, right next step in my development. I'm going to go to Dortmund. Smash it at Dortmund, right now. I'm going to take the next big step and not only a big step, but a really brave step because Holland could have quite easily gone to somewhere like Bayern Munich and stuck in the Bundesliga. He, he could have gone anywhere. He could have gone absolutely anywhere. He, he could have gone to, he could have replaced Lewandowski by me like every single Dortmund player seems to do. Yeah. But he, maybe he saw it as not, it'll be too easy. Maybe it'll be like, no, I said, I don't feel that. I want to play for, you know, I want to play in the you know Champions League. I want to play for Bath City. Obviously the options came in. Yeah, and also, and, like pe- people can say, oh, you know, it's only it's like you know, Man City. Of course, you're going to do well there. The Premier League is uh, is probably the hardest league in the world. It is the hardest league. If you look, look at you put it this way, right? If you if you were to go through every team and be like, right, where they're going to finish, you couldn't pick. Whereas other leagues, you could easily get ninety percent of the league right. Yeah, in positions. So for me, again, if who knows, maybe Mbappe will prove me wrong and decide. Actually, no, you know, I, I am going to stay or, or, you know, play in the Champions League and we'll try to force a move to Madrid this season, whatever. But I'm assuming this is going to happen based on like yeah. what, what has come out. And if it does happen to me, that shows that he's got a weak mentality, honestly, and that he's basically fine at national, at, at club level to just sack yeah. it off until he's 26 years old. That, if, if the rumours are right and it's a one year, con- one year contract, right, or whatever it is, and then let's say he does end up at Madrid for free. He's got a lot of like making up to do for for in my my opinion for proving that okay you made the right choice. He's already messed up signing this contract to PSG, yeah. and if he admits that, I should never have signed that contract. Fine, you know. And if going to going earning stupid amounts of money for a year rather than playing at PSG, fine. But when you get that next move, you need to prove that you're one of the best ever. Yeah. You can't just be like average. And 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 you say then he's got a lot of ground to make up because I mean. Unfortunately, Holland's probably not going to win the Ballon d'Or this season because even though Messi shouldn't win it, he's because he's called Messi, he will win and it. And he won a World Cup. He won the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. But, but I tell you what, uh, I don't know, assuming that Holland has a similar season next season, which I wouldn't put it past him, I don't really Gee, know who's going to stop him. Fair, he'll walk it. He, he should do, he'll he? walk it. And it could be a situation where Holland, on trophy-wise, he could have two Champions Leagues. Exactly. So zero. He, exactly. And by the time that, you know... Mbappe gets back to Real Madrid. It gets to Real Madrid next season, as you say. There's there is a world, there is a possibility where Holland has at least one, maybe even two Champions Leagues and Ballon d'Ors. And yeah, and then and Mbappe could go. I've got I've got loads of league earns and a World Cup, and it's like okay, World Cup's good, but you know you've not been. That was however many years ago. Yeah, and also it's like of of course, it, look how bloody good France are. Like it's it it would be really stupid to say, oh, Mbappe's got a World Cup and Holland hasn't. Have you seen Norway's team? Norway. Like, got, what, come on. There are some there are some good players in there, but it's not France, is it? It's not you know when you exactly. have like a, I mean they lost against Scotland. <laughs> like you know, it's yeah, they're not a good. It's like they're not a footballing nation, really. I don't think they've ever been to a World odd, Cup. Exactly, they get the odd player that comes through, like. You know, like look at Mbamiyang from Gabon. Like, mm. there's no one else. You know, like exactly. he's just he's just one of the million type thing. So yeah. So for me, if it happens, 
Look, he's well. He's he's in, if all he cares about is money, fine, go for it. But I'm assuming because you know, like at the uh, Ballon d'Or Awards, it, uh, there was always like pictures of him being clearly, visibly upset about not being ranked as highly as he thought he should be. So he clearly, in theory, well, him, wants to be regarded as one well, of the him best. Him not wanting to stay at PSG must have something to do with footballing reasons because he'd be earning a lot of money at PSG. Yeah, a lot. So you know, unless he's ex- he's either really, really extra greedy or. This Saudi move is a, has to be the stepping stone for him to get to Real Madrid, you know. Yeah. So if it has to be, then that's fine. And if he if he could be an actual adult about it and admit I made a mistake at PSG, I should have left years ago. Then you know what? I'll, I'll have respect for him because I'll be like, fair enough. Because you're in a situation where you're earning so much money that you're going to have to move and you're going to have to go to Saudi because no one can afford you. Is what it is. Yeah. But then you've got to go and prove it. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Look, he's 26 years old and at club level, it's pretty uninspired in terms of like his individual like accolades, like of, not, not even like a top three in Ballon d'Or finishes. The, these are the standards that we're talking about when we're comparing to, you know, Messi, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Yeah. So I, I expect Holland to at it, least get think, second. You would think though in the Ballon d'Or rankings that they, they do take into account like, you like oh, no, no disrespect to the league, but you are playing in the league. Mm. So that's going to have some kind of effect to it. Yeah, definitely. And rightly so, to be honest, because yeah, it's not yeah, a competitive yeah. league. It's just not. And it is, it is to do with obviously like the money and things like that, but it isn't, it's just, it is, that's just how it is. There's one team that run it similar yeah. to kind of like Germany as well. So yeah. And yeah. And just like sort of like summing up the whole mentality thing, as we say, the Horn and Mbappe debate, one of those players at the age of, uh, will get to the age of 26, having decided to play it safe in leagues that, um, are not that competitive and or strong. Whereas another player at a younger age um, took a much trickier route in order to prove themselves and has actually won. I, I, and it's worked. And it's worked. And yeah. it, he, he's done enough to win a Ballon d'Or. Mbappe's never yeah. had a season where he's done enough to win a Ballon d'Or. So. Let's be fair though. There has been, there has been a, f- oh, no, I can't name any off the top of my head, but there has been a few players in the past that have had, you know, that one, that one or two seasons where they're really good. They've gone for that big step, and it hasn't worked. One I can think of is Jovic, who went to Real Madrid. Oh yeah, you know he was a he was a was he a Frankfurt, and they were when they were moving up, and he was brilliant, couldn't cut it. Mm. And it happens, you know. I've seen loads of team players at United who just couldn't cut it going to the big stage. You know, it is what it is. But hiding away from it, you will never have that accolades that Messi and Ronaldo. Exactly. Have. Yeah, he won't be rightly or wrongly, and no. I think rightly, he won't have that credibility from from yeah. like the general footballing public uh, certainly at club level we've talked about before with the national team whatever but yeah and look and if Holland keeps you know scoring 40 to 50 goals a season and he's already got this head start on him he'll be the only one because there's no one else anywhere near and then I don't want to hear people going oh Mbappe's better than Holland because he'll have been spaffing away his career in Saudi Arabia and PSG whilst Holland's been out doing bits winning trebles and probably Ballon d'Ors as well so if that keeps happening it's only a matter of time before people accept that Holland's a better player than Mbappe. I still think right now Mbappe's hands are up. I still think Mbappe's a better player currently. But next yeah. season, if he it, goes to Saudi Arabia, that's a write-off. Oh yeah, if, if you think about it though, like the actual Mbappe Holland argument is very. I see it very similar to Messi Ronaldo. Like I see Holland is a better athlete, Mbappe is a better footballer. But then Mbappe has the attitude of Ronaldo in terms mm. of you know it's about me, not the sport. Whereas yeah. Holland has a similar attitude to Messi, where it's about winning. Yeah, an attitude. Very similar. Yeah, and yeah. an attitude and mentality is a massive yeah. thing. Yeah, it's a big part of it. Yeah. That's what separates, you know, the great from the the world, yeah. the, you know, the absolute elite sort of thing. Um, so yeah, uh, 
everyone knows my thoughts on that. Everyone knows Gasky's thoughts on that. Um, how much money do people need? Honestly, I mean, we're not. We won't go to this in depth. But like, well, the, apparently it's twenty-two euros a, mi- a second. Yeah, and like millions a day. So while we were talking about this, he would have earned enough to probably buy a, let's say, like a I don't know, really fancy supercar. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> so. It's just ridiculous. That's that's too no, much. No, no one needs that much money. No, no one should yeah. be earning that much money in a world but, where not not at the no. age of twenty-five. Not at any age. No, okay, how old you age, are? But, Exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, unless, look, Elon Musk splashed all of his bloody Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, look, unless, there you are. Yeah, unless every single issue in the world is resolved and there's, you know, the, no hunger or poverty and, and there's like, no war, fine, you can earn that much money. Otherwise, they, they shouldn't be allowed to... It's just, no. ah, it's a, that's a different conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's the uh, Mbappe Holland comparison. Uh, and in my opinion, it's just f- furthering and consolidating my thoughts that... This guy Mbappe is, it's not, he needs to get serious quickly because he is, in my he opinion, needs to dial that ego back a bit, tarnishing his legacy yeah. potentially. Um, I'd say you what, maybe also tarnished Gasky, Arsenal's title chances next season because United mm. uh, pumped them. It, it was surprisingly very comfortable from when I, because I watched the game and. I was expect you know from all the build up, you know, all the fan channels are in America, and you know, for both United and Arsenal, yeah, there was a lot of they, they were giving a lot of build up, saying you know how a you know United Arsenal's never a friendly, so really you know it's actually quite a big game, you know, and you know, both teams want to win. Arsenal didn't show up really that game at all. No, they were not good. You know, um, United just seemed they seemed more up for it. You know, they were you know they were playing their, their new style in a way. You know, Onana didn't play, but Heaton was doing the kind of, you know, sweeper-keeper type role with the passing. Miles better than De Gea. Kind of <laughs> <sad. Yeah. laughs> passing the ball around, which was great. Manu was fantastic in midfield for his age. You know, potentially, he could be, you know, under Casemiro's wing in a way, because he was very comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I forgot Rice was on the pitch until like the 35th minute. Really? So I completely forgot. Until I saw the number 41, I was like, oh yeah, Rice plays for Arsenal. So, you know, not trying to, like, let's not be taking digs. I just genuinely didn't, because it was just, just how much United were running around them. And he even tried Sancho at false nine. And Sancho was very, very good. Really? So potentially that could be his position. If, you know, with Rashford on playing on the left, he could be the backup. So if they do get a striker, he could be the alternate option. Yeah, well, it might have to be because, you know, we've just talked about Mbappe. But if Mbappe goes yeah. to Saudi... Island as well, well exactly. so you don't need to hurry up. Exactly, then there'll, Jesus be, a, Christ. there'll be a striker yeah. slot there that they'll want to fill and allegedly they want Hoyland. Um, yeah. Are you concerned about PSG poaching um, Hoyland from you? I am because the bloody Glazers are still about. <laughs> That's why. But apparently they are, they, like they're ready to bid and stuff And but, but Hoyland wants United that's a good sign he's already agreed everything he's a United, he supports United and things so he wants to play for United so that's the one thing you'll have so as long as United pay the money then they'll get him. Yeah. So, and that's the, from what I've seen, that's the only missing piece is the end product. You know, everything else seems fine. So, the, yeah. from the, obviously, I'm not going to comment on preseason because last season, they were great preseason as well. And then they flopped at the start, didn't they? So, I'm not going to get excited, but, you know, it looks good. Um, Ten Hag says he loves to have one youth player come through every season. Looks like Manu's going to be this year's. What I'm position really is he? He played. He played. He played in Casemiro's role. You know, defensive midfield. Right. Okay. Interesting. And he looks. He looks very good. And he's very, very for his age, very calm. Like as if he's been playing there for years. So, mm. and 
I mean, so it, I mean, he and he also might just be given more minutes then because yeah, I know you linked. Definitely. I know you were linked with Amrabat, but I don't know how close yeah, that is. That, I think that that's depend. That's going to be sales situation because I think right. Fred Fred might be leaving, and then obviously another slot will have to come in because obviously we had some bits last season as well, so they'll be short on midfield numbers. So mm, yeah, so yeah. who knows? Maybe 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 he will get some know. minutes. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then just you've mentioned Declan Rice as well. You said he struggled. He he just didn't. It's a difficult one, considering they has, they've spent 170 million on that midfield in the summer at Arsenal. You'd think that when you spend that amount of money, I understand, you know, you've got to give players time and things, but they've signed two midfielders that already have Premier League experience and they looked, they just looked a bit lost. Like there was no idea yet, but you'd think with that much money spent that you'd they'd be able to kind of hit the ground in a little bit, you know, yeah. have, like Havertz is crap. Like genuinely, he's not good. He's not, well, he's not done anything to show he's good. Yeah. Like, you know, he was amazing at, Le- at Leverkusen. And then he's played everywhere. <laughs> he's played every position for Chelsea. Yeah, I, yeah. And he's just not done anything. So I just, I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm, I don't know. He's pre-season, so you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. But with Arsenal's point of view, I don't know. You don't know what's... This is an evidence that you don't know what's going to happen until the season starts because they could come and be amazing again. We don't yeah. know. Of course, yeah. And just on like their, their midfield, even in the Arsenal fan base, there's question marks of, you know, where is Havertz best suited? Yeah. There was a, there was a lack of... I felt there was a lack of that intensity that Shaka would bring as well. Like United were happy just to be all over him and get the ball off them and they just had no answer to it. Whereas Shaka, you, you know, would just have, you know take the scruff of the neck and sort them out and don't let the big tackles go in and things. They don't have that. It's like the, the one lead, I think we I think we said in one of the other podcasts, like they had that lack of leadership because Shaq is all they've got. They still seem to lack it. Mm. It's a very young team. It's got a very bright future, but you know, they need a leader in there. There's no one that's going to, you know, grab the, pull the team together. Yeah. And I'd be, I would be very impressed if Rice is able to sort of perform to the levels that Arsenal wanted to perform to in his first season. I think it would take a long time to adapt. Yeah, you've got to take into account that he's played for West Ham, you know, not they're not a top five team. So he's going to be going to have to, you know, get like, like even like when Grealish joined City, you know, he wasn't amazing to start with. Well, even when Rodri joined oh, City. Even when Rodri, you know, he, 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 he takes, it takes time and then you've got to put over 105 million, you're expecting him at least by the second half of the season to be, see what you got, you know? So it'll be interesting to see how they, how they get on with that new look in a way. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then I think you just wanted to have a little bit of a cheeky rant about yeah, a certain it's, it's challenge. Tackle that's going all over, over social media. Right. Now, because... t- now tell me more because I've not seen the so, game. So there was, um, I can't remember who was. Someone else put a tackle in. It was an open ball. Martinez has gone running in for the ball and he's clattered into, I think it was Saka, right? You'd, if you read Twitter, you'd think he'd gone in with a knife in his hand for this reaction of some Arsenal fans, right? It was, it was, it was heavy tackle. To be fair, if you watch the replay, he got the ball. Right. But it was a heavy tackle. It was strong it was fair. It was a heavy tackle. It was a yellow card tackle, right? Because he had gone in very late. It wasn't oh, late. Right. You know, he, okay. When he clipped the ball, but it's that heavy. It's like, you're trailing foot. Right. That's the other card. You've okay. gone in very heavily. So what's a foul? Yes. You know, and then Odegaard stood up to him and he's gone like, you're kind of like probably thinking, what are you playing at? That was a really bad tackle. Mount's got involved, pushing Odegaard away. And it's just like, and then they're just all the Arsenal fans crying, saying it's a friendly. Who do you think he is? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, 
But I'm pretty sure the build up to this game, you've acting like it is, you know, not a friendly, you know, Arsenal United is a big game, blah, blah, blah. One team's turned up, one team hasn't. And now you're crying that there's flat tackles flying about. Barry Maguire did the same thing in the second half. They went back tonight at that. Mm. And also, um, believe Ahmad went off injured for United from a bad tackle. So there you are. Just, just, it's, you know, play, some players like to play the same intensity all year round, no matter what game they're playing. To me, I like seeing players like that, you know, play with that intensity that you want to play with. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, dial it back. Obviously, you're going to dial back like sliding tackles and stuff because you don't want to pull something, do you, pre-season. But grow up. Like, just because your team haven't shown up, don't go and look for excuses and to cry about. Yeah, no, I understand. And uh, who yeah. else do you have in pre-season, do you know? Uh, they got Real Madrid next year. Oh, right. Real Madrid. Uh, who else are they playing? Dortmund? I think Dortmund. Real Madrid, Dortmund. The kids play Wrexham. Right. So they're playing Wrexham on the 20, the two days mm. on Wednesday. Um, and then I think they're playing Lons at Old Trafford. All right. I, okay. think. I think that's it. No, decent, yeah. Uh, I, I don't follow preseason in case you couldn't tell. I've watched one preseason game in my life and that was Holland versus Holland. It was Gave you. Um, yeah, against Bayern, yeah. just because why not? Well, yeah, he's the big big sign in it. Yeah, I, I don't usually, but I like to. I like to just see the new signs in action. Like I'll probably watch the. Mid, I might watch the Madrid game depending on what. Actually, I think it's on half three. I won't watch the Madrid game, but I would like to see I hold Nana gets on because I think he probably will start. You know, to see the new signings. I don't really keep a lot of tabs on it. You know, some people get extra excited. I don't. It's like yeah, not much you can see about it really. So no, yeah, fair enough, absolutely, yeah. and. So yeah, so you say you're not going to get too giddy about it. Um, so no, but it's it promising signs because I think we both said at the end of the season with United, they, they lacked being able to play the modern way with the goalkeeper and they lacked goals. They've sorted the goalkeeper situation. They've got a player in mount that is that gives you the physicality that Ericsson can't offer you from that deep lying midfielder position and they just need a striker now. And then I think in terms of lineup, they've kind of ticked the boxes that we've said even in the previous podcast it's the signings that I did say <laughs> yeah. so it's looking it's looking promising and then just see how they can gel yeah. that'll be nice to see and then hopefully we'll have a, a tight race <laughs> fingers yeah. crossed it's been too long yeah you, you do need a striker though it's absolutely it's definitely a striker yeah that is the question and if uh, if and when you know Hoyland signs we can have a chat about him or Bapik's available yeah <laughs> I know we don't have the money for that. We don't have the money for that. <laughs> I mean, it sounds just like having for a one year loan. There you go. Sorted. Yeah, one day, for a year, win a title, and then just be like, done. Bye. <laughs> there we go. That is the Manchester United and Arsenal game. And also, there was a fight in the stands, wasn't there, or something like that? Oh, like, that's even, that's, that's just typical. That's just like America, isn't it? Like, just fighting for no reason. But they were, they like, were, was it two sets of Arsenal fans having a fight? It was Arsenal fans fighting with themselves. So I wonder what the know? argument was about. I wonder why they were fighting. Well, maybe one was a Havertz fan. maybe maybe my lord oh goodness me let's move on to our viewer uh, viewer viewer patron our viewer questions from the Patreon this is where our Patreon supporters can submit questions to us for us to answer on the podcast Uh, DR asks if so uh, this is on the Mbappe PSG uh, Saudi Arabia situation if Mbappe leaves PSG to Saudi Arabia I assume it would make the Saudi league more watched than the Portuguese and Dutch league. Do you think it will overtake the French league? And if you do, in how many years? Um, so yeah, it definitely would make it a, a more watched league in general because Mbappe is obviously a huge star. Uh, 
I've I've honestly no idea. I'm guessing it's Saudi Arabian League might be more popular with like more casual or like non English fans because I've personally got no interest in watching it. Um, in terms of like, will it overtake the French league? Uh, maybe because that is seen as the weakest of the top leagues, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't really watch other leagues too heavily. You know, sometimes if I'm flicking and there's a Serie A game and I'll watch it. But yeah, I think they'll get watched in terms of overtaking it potentially. But I think that would depend on, I think we said in the last podcast, what happens, what the Saudis have a plan for getting that competitive edge because it's not going to be competitive. There's going to be players dotted around, but in terms of... The, I think the youth side of things is what makes Europe good as well. You know that you could get full teams. Whereas look at the Russian league never got going really. Cause that had that, they had a point in the way they had of getting big players in. Same with the Chinese league. It never really got going. So for the Saudi league, they'd have to, like I said, you know, they'd have to get, it'd be money involved with UEFA and they'd have to get involved in the champions leagues and the Europa leagues. So there'd be, have to be something going on there. to even have a sniff, but it depends how you watch it as well, because in this country, you can barely watch any of us. We can about your own country sports, never mind abroad. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be very difficult. So it would be interesting to see, though, how much people actually watch it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and yeah. just in terms of, like, how UEFA rank leagues, I mean, I think the Dutch league is very nearly close to overtaking the French league anyway. Uh, so yeah. that w- it wouldn't surprise me if the Dutch league overtook the French league before the... Uh, before that, to be that, honest, that's proof. That's the proof of competitiveness, isn't it? In the European competitions, because the French teams don't do well. Like PSG do all right every now and again in the Champions League, not good enough for them, but they get you get to like quarters. But the French teams don't get anywhere near in the other competitions. And but but whereas like PSV are more competitive, Feyenoord are more competitive, you know, and Ajax they're all competitive in Europe, so they'll always be up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then Ed asks just another question of the future. What do you think the Prem will look like in five years? Uh, so that would be, what, the 2028-29 season, I guess. Um, yeah. Pep. Pep will have gone. He will. Mm. <laughs> yes, he would be. Uh, what do I think? I, I think it'll be, I think Newcastle will have either won a Premier League or will be properly challenging for oh, a Premier right. League. I, I, think we'll, I think in five years... The the top six won't be a word anymore. And I think it'll be more of you'd have to be like top ten or eight. I think there's just there'll be a lot of sniffing about going on, there'll be a lot of movement. You know, I don't think top four will be nailed on anymore. Yeah. I think there'll I think there'll be a year when your Arsenal, even maybe United and Tottenham's and things won't get it, or maybe two years where they won't get it, and then Villa might sneak in, you know. Things yeah. like that. So I think it'll be how it basically it's kind of similar to how it was years ago when Villa and Everton were half decent and they were always sniffing about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, but yeah, I think the main the main one in terms of like the landscape from compared to now to five years later, I think will be the Newcastle one. They're only gonna get stronger as like their revenues increase, meaning they can spend more money, meaning they can bring in better players. It's like, it's like now they're already a big team. They've already got high revenue. So yeah, exactly. Well, they've already, they've like the same players like Tenali already. Yeah. So. Just, we'll see even more of that. As I said, there'll be a more complete yeah. team. Um, maybe like City will be going through a transition because that'll be like a couple of years after Pep's left. So who knows? Uh, 
Mm. Uh, maybe Vincent Company will be city manager. I'm not sure. Uh, will Ten Hag be there in ten years? Gasky predictions. If oh, sorry, is. five years. Sorry, predictions. Five years. Um, I hope so because. It looks, it's looking good. I'm, I hope the Glazers are gone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be fair. In five years, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I've seen Ten Hag lift a Premier League title in five years, and and I have no reason to doubt it. If the Glazers leave, just, the way it's going, yes, but the way it's going, because because to be fair, I will. I'll give the club the due for once. They've they've backed him this season already, because past managers you've seen it where they've been backed the first summer, but then the next summer they're not getting their first choices. He's got his first choice midfielder. He's got his first choice goalkeeper that he's wanted. So he's getting what he wants to start with, which is good. But United need a full revamp for so long, and it could take five years. So yeah. hopefully, they look completely like a different club. I'm hoping. Mm. There we go. Thank you so much for your questions, guys. Really hope you have enjoyed the podcast. Gasky, of you, I as every week. Yes. Beautiful stuff. What a lovely answer. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed it, then you'll want to follow the podcast so you never miss another episode. We are the City and United podcast, which focus on being calm, providing actual debate and insights rather than just shouting at each other for easy viral clips, clicks and clips. Uh, not naming any names, but I'm sure people know who I'm talking about. Uh, Gasky, have you been Gasky? I have. I have indeed. I've been Nobbins. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.